0: Welcome to The Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin, and I can't wait to show you how. So, get comfy, and let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the very first episode of the Sensitive and Soulful Show. This is a long time coming. I have been talking about starting a podcast for probably the past year, but it's been hard for me to just get going on it. And now finally felt like the right time to to really dive in and do it. So here we are. I'm so excited to begin this journey with you. And thank you so much for listening. I felt like it would be fitting for our very first episode to be talking about what it means to be an HSP, a highly sensitive person, and tell my story about being an HSP as well. Over the years, I have found that we all have so much in common. A lot of times we think that we're so alone in our experience because we just don't share what we're going through, but I've found that when we actually talk about what's going on for us, what our experiences are like, we actually see that we have so much more in common than we actually realized So that's one reason why I want to share my HSP story, so that maybe you see a piece of yourself in my story, and maybe it reminds you that we all have so much in common and we're never alone on this journey. Before I dive into my story, let's talk about what a highly sensitive person is. And if you're listening to this show, you might already be very familiar with the term HSP, or maybe it's the first time you've heard it. Highly sensitive person. The idea of a person being highly sensitive was first really talked about at great length by Dr. Elaine Aaron in the early 1990s. She is the person who coined the trait highly sensitive person. And a person with this trait is somebody who has something called sensory processing sensitivity. That is the scientific term for being an HSP. And I want to point out right away that being a highly sensitive person is not a disorder. It is a trait. I always explain it to people as like, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, being a highly sensitive person, it's like the way that you're wired. You're just, it's a trait that you are wired with. People who are highly sensitive will be processing the world around them at a deeper level. So we're, really like noticing things more deeply. We are very aware of what's happening in our environments. Um, We also are a lot more likely to get overstimulated and overwhelmed. And this totally relates to the way we process things on a deep level, right? Like we are noticing so much so that it can become overwhelming and overstimulating to us more easily than a less sensitive person. So I'll put it like this. For an HSP, if you're in a room that is too warm for your liking, your shirt has an itchy tag, and there is somebody that just won't stop talking, being in that kind of situation can quickly become overwhelming to you because it's harder for an HSP to filter out these different sensory things happening around them. So we're just more likely, we're closer to this threshold where we're going to feel overwhelmed another part of being a highly sensitive person is our capacity for deep empathy. It is very natural for us to feel into what other people are feeling, understand what they need, and really empathize with them. We actually have more active mirror neurons in our brain, and these are responsible for empathy. It's what helps us be able to understand other people and really feel into what they're feeling. So this is another beautiful part of the trait. We're just very much able to sense subtleties, make connections, notice patterns. This is very natural for us. So you might notice that for you, you might be more of a philosophical person than the other people in your life. You might really love exploring the deeper questions. Most HSPs, really have a rich inner life, you like spending time by yourself, you love maybe reading or journaling, having that introspective time tends to be very helpful and soothing for many HSPs. Highly sensitive people are also going to be more impacted by beautiful moments and experiences. You might hear a song that you love and be moved to tears very easily, whereas your less sensitive partner might not understand why it impacts you on such a deep level. Highly sensitive people are amazing souls. I believe wholeheartedly that we were created this way for a reason it's part of our DNA to be highly sensitive. And I think it's such a gift. The thing that's hard for a lot of highly sensitive people is either they they don't know they're highly sensitive for a long time, and so they try to live their life the way the rest of the population does, and it doesn't work for them. Which, by the way, HSPs make up about 15 to 20 percent of the population. We're the minority. Most people around us are not going to be HSPs, and that's okay all of us serve our unique purpose here on earth. The reason why it can sometimes be hard for HSPs to feel like they fit in in the world is because we often feel a bit misunderstood by the people around us. That is like the number one thing I hear from from HSPs is, oh, I just feel so misunderstood. I feel like I don't fit in. And I can definitely resonate with that, like, oh my gosh, I felt like that for so much of my life. I just felt like I was different, but I couldn't really put my finger on what what was so different about me. Like, why, like, why did I always feel like I didn't quite fit in exactly the way other people seemed to? A lot of HSPs also struggle with people-pleasing. Many of us struggle with self-trust, and I think all of this kind of goes hand-in-hand. I'll dive more into this on another episode, but I just want to put that out there that if if these are some things that you struggle with, it's very well likely that it's related to you being a highly sensitive person. So I am going to share my story here and I would love to know if this resonates with you. Does this sound familiar? Growing up, I was always a very sensitive person. Like obviously. That's just, I've been this way since birth. I've always been a very sensitive, emotional, passionate kid. Those are the words my parents would definitely use to describe me. They would probably also add in creative, dramatic, intense. I was always very particular about my clothing. I remember having this one dress that I was just obsessed with and I wanted to wear it every single day and I would wear other shirts underneath the dress to like change up the look of it. But I was just so obsessed with this dress. I also remember throwing tantrums constantly if my mom didn't do my pigtails like exactly the way I wanted. I was just always very particular. I always felt a certain way about things and I definitely was not an easy child, My mom told me that I pretty much cried every single day until I was 13, and I'm not surprised by that at all because I just remember always feeling like everything felt like the biggest deal all of the time, and I do remember feeling very just heavy emotions very easily, a lot more easily than other people I knew. I just felt like I was often upset. Being upset was like a very natural state for me, actually. And I, at the same time of as well, like, of course I always was, I was a kid. I was having fun too. I loved to create. I was always uh, making little books for my family and I was very artistic and I, I loved all of that stuff. And I can now see, I believe that was really, re- that's really related to me being an HSP. But yeah, I just was always like super emotional and often having these outbursts and My parents are amazing. Like, I have such a great family. I remember feeling like I was the problem child. I always felt like I was very difficult because I wasn't easygoing. Like, there was always an issue for me. And so I would have these emotional outbursts, and I would get into arguments with my family, and I would storm off and freak out and cry. And I just always felt like I was too much and too emotional and too dramatic. And I felt like I caused a lot of problems. And the reality is my parents didn't know I was a highly sensitive person. Like this trait wasn't talked about. It was discovered around that time, but um, it wasn't something that they were aware of. So for them, I'm sure it was like, oh my gosh, this kid is so much to handle. (laughs) Another funny thing too that I'll throw in here that you might relate to is like, I would I would get so excited and also so sad. So we would go on a family vacation every year, and I would get so excited for the family vacation that I literally would never sleep the night before, and I would get a stomachache because I was so excited. Like, everything has always just been super intense for me. So, like, the high highs and the low lows, that was definitely part of my experience as an HSP. Through the years, like, as I grew up, I... In retrospect now, I, I can see that I really struggled to trust myself because, again, I was often feeling like I was so way too sensitive, way too emotional, way too dramatic. I felt like this was a bad thing. And because I was always getting the feedback that it was like overwhelming and too much for other people, I started to kind of abandon the ability to listen to myself, I started to feel like I couldn't trust myself because if my natural state was to be so sensitive and be so dramatic and all of that, and the people in my life were not responding well to that, then gosh, there must be something wrong with me. Like, this is bad. And so it was kind of sneaky. And over the years, I really didn't trust myself. I, again, and I, I felt different than other kids. Like I had friends, I had great friends and all of that. But I remember feeling like, gosh, it seems so easy for everyone else to just be here, like socializing and just they they seem so carefree. And I felt like I was always thinking so much deeper about things and I was so much more affected by things. And I was good at socializing and, and putting on the face to be the person that needed to be, you know, the person I needed to be in order to be accepted. I was pretty good at that. But deep inside, I just felt like I was a phony. I just didn't feel like I truly fit in. And uh, when I read back on my old journal entries from, from my teenage years, it's just like, wow, I was I was really struggling to understand myself, which is normal for, for teens. But yeah, it just was like very intense for me. And so because I struggled to trust myself and really accept myself, um, I was, I really became a, a huge people pleaser. I I never wanted to share with my friends how I actually felt. I never wanted to like come up with the plans for what we were going to do I I always found that it was easier to just go along with what everyone else wanted. And if a friend was kind of rude to me, I would probably accept that behavior rather than stand up for myself because I just had low self-esteem and I didn't feel confident in my skin and I didn't feel like who I was as a person was acceptable. So I found that I was always just trying to kind of morph into what other people wanted me to be so that i could feel accepted. and of course, like as humans, we want to feel accepted. we want to feel like we're part of the tribe. we we want to feel like we have that sense of community around us. so it's natural for us to want that. but i can really see how i yeah, abandoned myself in order to to fit in and and feel accepted. and so when i got to college, a big a big thing for me was trying to numb out my myself and my sensitivity. So, you know, it's not unusual in college for kids to, like, drink a lot of alcohol. It's kind of part of the rite of passage a lot of times. Not for everyone, but I was definitely involved in that whole party scene and going out and drinking way too much. But again, looking back, I can see the ways I really used that as a crutch. Like, I didn't feel comfortable in my skin, but I always felt a lot more comfortable with myself after I had a few drinks. And at this time as well, like I still had the low self-esteem and I found myself in a really toxic relationship. It was tumultuous. It was not, it was not healthy at all. It was very toxic. There was infidelity. There was name calling. Like it was just all around an unhealthy relationship. And I stayed in that relationship for way too long. And I accepted treatment that I wasn't, that wasn't okay. When I look back at that time, I just want to hug that version of me because I feel bad that, that she put up with it. But I just didn't trust myself. I didn't know who I was. And I really just, I didn't know how to stand up for myself. I didn't really know what I deserved. It was really easy for me to feel like Everyone else was always right, and I was always the problem. And of course, I wasn't perfect by any means. Like, I definitely had my own issues, but I I truly always would go back to being in the position that I'm the problem here. If I can just be perfect, then we'll never fight again. If I can just be perfect, then he'll be faithful to me. It was like a whole situation like that that I just wouldn't wish on anyone, but it was something that I had to go through. That was a big part of my life. Going through that difficult experience was really, really uh, took a toll on me and it really taught me a lot. So when I graduated college, I I grew up in Minnesota. I went to school in Wisconsin and then I graduated college when I was 22 and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I didn't have any job lined up like a lot of this kids around me did, which you might find surprising. Like I was always a pretty good student, but I wasn't like obsessed with getting all A's. I was, I'm actually quite relaxed in some areas of my life. So I, I got a degree in retail merchandising and management and I graduated college. I didn't have a full-time job lined up like my peers did, but I kind of had this feeling that I would go down a different path. I didn't know what that path was going to be. I've, I had no really like a history of trusting myself. Like I said, self-trust was an issue for me. But in this situation, I just, I don't know, I kind of decided to go about things a little bit differently. So I accepted a part-time job at Nordstrom as a retail associate. And this was a job I could have gotten without a college degree, but I needed to find a way to, you know, have an income and kind of job hunt for something, a corporate job in the meantime. So I was working at the Nordstrom in the Mall of America for about a month and applying for jobs and internships literally all over the country when I got an internship opportunity at a corporate retail company out in Southern California. And this was crazy for me. Like, this was amazing. I had forgotten I'd even applied for this internship. I had never had my sights on moving to California. I always thought it was like way too expensive. So when I got the call from them that they wanted to interview me, I was like, oh my gosh. So I jumped at the opportunity and long story short, I moved to California with three weeks notice. I rented a room in a woman's house and I started my 10 week internship. And this was like one of the most exhilarating times of my life. I was 22. I was in a brand new state. I didn't have any friends here. I didn't know what I was doing, and I was barely making any money. I was definitely just scraping by, but it was a really, it was a really exciting experience. So did the internship, started making friends, and eventually I was hired full-time at this company, and I decided to make Southern California my home. And this was, again, a very exciting time, but also very stressful. Also, mind you, I did not yet know I was a highly sensitive person. So a couple of years pass. I'm working this corporate job. I'm still not making very much money, but I'm doing okay. And I start really developing severe digestive issues it kind of starts small where, oh, I'm just noticing that like after I eat a sandwich, my stomach hurts. And then it starts to become painful after eating anything. It's like I I started getting to a point where I couldn't pinpoint anymore what foods were bothering me. I knew I was sensitive to gluten and dairy, but now it was becoming things that that made no sense to me. I would eat some vegetables. I'd get really sick. It just didn't make sense. And so I started going to see different gastroenterologists, and no one could really seem to help me. And it was, it was getting to be a really difficult thing for me. Like, I couldn't eat anything, my stomach constantly hurt, I felt awful. I eventually found a gastroenterologist who told me about this thing called SIBO, which is, stands for uh, Small Intestinal Bacterial Overgrowth. We did a test and we found that I was positive for SIBO. She got me on a, an antibiotic that was supposed to kill the SIBO bacteria. And I was elated. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, it's gonna save me. And I went through the whole round of antibiotic and no luck, I was still as sick as ever. I had tried all of this, the, you know these different gastroenterologists, nothing was helping me. So I decided to go a different route, which I'd never done before. And I decided to look at a holistic doctor. He's a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. Made an appointment at this doctor's office. And I remember being so excited because I looked around the office and there were books on astrology and holistic health and acupuncture. And I was like, and there was like a trickling little waterfall thing. And it was so awesome and so different from what I was used to. So I started seeing this holistic doctor and he had treated many patients who had SIBO and leaky gut. I learned I also had leaky gut. And in working with him, I learned that a lot of my digestive issues were due to the emotional stress that I was under. And so now here's where the HSP part really comes in. It was around this time. I can't remember the exact intersection, but My mom told me about this book called The Highly Sensitive Person, written by Dr. Elaine Aaron, and she was like, Alyssa, I think this book is about you. Like, this term definitely describes you. So I read the book in like a weekend, and I was, I had never felt so seen in my life. I felt so understood. I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally me. And it, it was just for the first time in my life I felt like there wasn't something wrong with me. Finally there was a term for a person like me and I wasn't crazy. I wasn't messed up. I was just a highly sensitive person. In knowing that I I'm a highly sensitive person, I was very impacted by the work environment that I was in in my job in California because it was a very fast paced environment. I should say that 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 work environment that was once so amazing and perfect, it started to become toxic as the sales at the company were struggling. People started finger pointing and it was very intense and yeah, just very toxic. And so because I'm a highly sensitive person, I was deeply impacted by that intense environment. For highly sensitive people, our nervous systems are more sensitive and reactive than less highly sensitive people. And because of this, we're going to be more impacted by stress and people yelling and chaos and all of that. All of that is going to affect us on a deeper level. And so for me, I was constantly feeling triggered and overwhelmed and stressed in this environment. And this began to wreak havoc on my body. It really got me stuck in this state of fight or flight all the time. My cortisol levels were raised. All of this was contributing to the digestive issues I was experiencing. So, I worked diligently with this holistic doctor. We worked on getting to the root of my emotional stressors and understanding why things were affecting me so deeply at the core root level. There was so much of it that was subconscious for me, like A lot of things that really bothered me actually reminded me of things that happened to me in childhood. So it was very layered. Doing this work with my doctor, in addition to eating a very specific diet and supplements, I finally healed from SIBO and leaky gut. And the whole experience changed my life because I learned that managing my stress and anxiety was essential for my health. I could no longer go around and just push myself, like work myself to the bone or push myself too hard because I knew I was a highly sensitive person and I was going to be more prone to having digestive issues maybe than a less highly sensitive person. I knew that I had to make it my mission to always take really good care of myself. So I got very into meditation. I started reading spiritual books I got more into yoga. I started doing all of these practices that were very introspective and I started just getting to know myself really well and getting to know this Alyssa, who I really am at my core. And it was so enlightening for me and it was a complete shape shifter. Like it changed my outlook on life. And I started feeling so excited about everything I was learning. Like I wanted to share it with every single person I knew because it was just making me so much happier and so much more inspired. And so in 2018, I started blogging and I had never wanted to start a blog. I thought like everyone had a blog, so what was I going to say? But I've always loved to write. And so I, I started writing, started blogging twice a week, and I just would write, Stories of inspiration. I'd, I'd share little synchronistic moments that happened in my day that inspired me. I'd share tips for managing anxiety. And I'd also share here and there about my experience of being a highly sensitive person. And my account, my little Instagram account, was very small. Not many people read my blog, but I was just so obsessed with talking about this stuff and it made me so happy. So I just kept at it. I just kept talking about it. And I found that I was really connecting with people deeply anytime I talked about being a highly sensitive person. Anytime I shared my experience, I'd get a message from another HSP who was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said this. This is the same for me. And I I really started to see this theme, like people really liked when I talked about being an HSP. And honestly, it was my favorite thing to talk about because it's so, it's so me, like it's just my daily experience. And so over time it evolved and I started talking exclusively about being a highly sensitive person. And that's what's led me to the work that I'm doing today. So I started my highly sensitive and soulful membership in Uh, September of 2020. And that has now grown to over 120 amazing sensitive souls in the membership. It's also led me to working one-on-one with other highly sensitive people. And it's honestly been such a beautiful experience. And it happened so organically. I always tell people that I'm really grateful for experiencing those digestive issues because it woke me up. I wouldn't have gone on this journey if I wasn't having those, those digestive issues. Like the physical symptoms in my body alerted me that something needed to change. And I really feel like my soul was urging me that, hey, you have a higher purpose here and I need you to see that it's time to step into it. And so for a lot of HSPs, I talk to, you know, we deal with, we deal with chronic illnesses, um, we deal with chronically feeling anxious and stressed, and it's, it's a common theme. And I think a lot of it has to do just with our, our systems being more sensitive and us being more impacted by our environments. So I've found that for us highly sensitive people, when we can really learn how to nurture our systems, take really good care of ourselves, move slower when we need to, get more rest, and I think it's very important as well to be in community with, with one another. When we do all of these things, it really helps to support us. Because we're so sensitive, our bodies are very visceral. Like we're going to feel things in our bodies very easily. And so I found that it's a great way for us to use our emotions and, and feelings and all of that as, as a compass to really guide us. I think the blessing of being highly sensitive is that we feel so much because we're never going to be able to be asleep to life and that can make life harder because we can feel things more intensely and we can't shy away from that. We're going to feel it. We're going to feel all of it, but it also allows us to live life more deeply and experience more richness and depth. Again, we can't be asleep to life. We're gonna have to be awake to it. We're gonna have to feel it. And in feeling it and in embracing it, my life has changed. I'm a happier, more connected, more intuitive person. As a result, I feel empowered in who I am. I feel really proud of who I am. I'm happy to be a highly sensitive person. And doing this work really fulfills me because in working with other HSPs, I have seen the growth that is possible. And I really think that in the world, we're kind of going through a, a transition right now, like we for sure are. And I think that we need more empathetic leaders at the forefront. We need more highly sensitive people who, who feel confident in their skin. Because think about it, if we have more of that balance in the world, when we have more people who are empathetic, who think of others, who notice the subtleties, who, you know, who really care, like if we have more people like that leading the way, oh my gosh, it's a beautiful thing. Again, there's a reason that 15 to 20% of the population is highly sensitive. We have an important role to play. And so that's like really my big mission is helping other HSPs to really get to that place of, of being a leader and showing up in the world in that powerful way to help others But also on the lower level, on the day-to-day, I just want you to feel good in your life. I don't want you to feel like you have to people-please in order to be liked. I don't want you to feel taken advantage of. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I certainly don't want you to be burnt out and experiencing chronic illness also, I just want to preface, I'm not saying that all chronic illnesses are related to being an HSP by no means. I know there's like, it's complicated and there's, it's layered, but I am just saying that it's definitely a common theme I see with a lot of HSPs. And I have to think that being sensitive makes us more sensitive to, to having these types of experiences and being more affected by things. But I really want you on your day-to-day life to feel really good in your skin and to be able to navigate it with more ease and confidence, feel more grounded, more in control of your experience. Because a big thing for me, and you'll find as I continue to share more podcasts, I am really big on the idea of the empowered HSP. We are not victims of the world, we are not here to play small. We are here to do things that matter. We are here to put our stamp on the world. We are here to make a difference. And so throughout this podcast, like I said, I will definitely be sharing more tools and tips and stories and ways for you to really start feeling empowered in your sensitive nature. I really want you to own it. I really want you to feel empowered in it. And I really want you to start spreading the word that sensitivity is a superpower. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.